around. The big game hype is real. I can't wait. They really need to produce for their fans. The Roar, where every day is game day. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road. Gotta hit the road. The sun and change in the atmosphere. Architecture, I'm familiar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun. Feeling like a someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath Sort of Pro Painters, the most referred to paint company in North America. If you're looking for commercial painting, residential painting, brick painting, lime washing, cabinet refinishing, repainting, color consultations, drywall repair, vinyl, aluminum siding painting, wallpaper removal, uh, the dreaded popcorn ceiling removal. Let these folks take care of you at, at Certipro. Certipro Painters, the job's going to be done. It's going to be done right. The power of a pro in Certipro. You hire Chuck in a truck and Chuck gets sick or Chuck's baby's sick or uh, Chuck's assistant sick, then you're out a day or two, and who knows how long that looks like. With sort of pro, they've got teams and teams and, uh, of, of those uh, people working for them. It's, your job's only going to be on time. It's going to be done right the first time, and you're going to love the folks over at Certa Pro. Free estimate today, Certa Pro Painters at certapro.com. 1-800-GO-CERTA. That's C-E-R-T-A. To our guest lines, where Dan Young, UGA.Rivals.com, joins us. Good morning, Dan Young. How you doing this morning? Mickey, here's what we have on tap today. I do have two retreads for you, and we All can right. get to that in a minute. All right. In Athens right now, basketball season is ending in a bit of a whimper for men and women, and so we are moving ahead to softball and baseball at UGA. Softball team, fantastic. I think you'll hear a lot about them as the road to the Women's College World Series begins. They are pretty much a consensus number three team in the country right now, which I think is as strong as that team has been in a while. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Georgia baseball right now, first year under Wes Johnson, who was the pitching coach at LSU last year. Feel really good about Georgia's lineup, especially Charlie Condon, who is, if you get into exit velocity things, he's doing some stuff that Major League Baseball players do. Uh, pitching is probably a bit more of an adventure for Georgia, and SEC is very difficult. So they look great right now, but they're not in SEC play. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm sure the first thing you want to talk about is Georgia needing a wide receivers coach because Brian McClendon left to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Though I'm not sure that's where he's going to stay because we're told that he is still in the process for potentially that head coaching job at Georgia State. Del McGee, Georgia's running backs coach, also could be involved in that job to be the next Georgia State head coach. I want yeah, by the way, on the two things I want to touch on were, were uh coaching staff and and then some Georgia basketball stuff quickly. But I'm not sure that's a bad loss. I, Brian McClendon is a guy that's been around forever that I think gets credit at when he's at good programs that doesn't get him money. So many times I I consider it like my South Carolina friends what they say about him compared to what my Alabama friends or my Georgia friends say about him like Boy, Mike Bobo's different in Georgia than he is in Columbia. Or B uh, Max probably the same way. But you know, my Gamecock fans don't think that Brian McClendon's a very good coach at all. Uh, the one thing we do know that that like Nick Saban, Kirby Smart's had a bunch of turnover 
And uh, part of that, though, is it's a very attractive job. Somebody wants to win and get promotions coming out of it, especially BMAC can be a head coach in college or you know, go on to the NFL type and, and get that kind of job as well. So uh, am I right in thinking that this won't be a – won't be a huge loss, and the the candidates will be a pretty good pool of candidates to replace Brian McClendon? I, I would say that's the case. I heard Will Muschamp say one time that a wide receiver coach, you're really hiring a recruiter as much as you are anything else, yeah. especially with such specialized training now. If you can't recruit the top talent at wide receiver, you're just going to be in a position not to compete you know, compared to what Ohio State's done, what LSU's done historically. And Georgia hasn't been quite there. We've seen Clemson have its, its peak at receiver and then dip back down a little bit in terms of overall talent. Georgia has some players in the league, and they've gotten a little bit better since Kirby Smart's been there. George Pickens was a phenomenal talent. I think Ladd McConkey proved that he was, he was the same, though he was under-recruited by most people, and, and Georgia saw something in him that most didn't. But in terms of just overall talent, I mean, Ohio State is superior to Georgia wide receiver. Alabama's been superior to Georgia, so that's a place that, that they can improve. There is one slightly awkward thing with McClendon going to the Buccaneers, though, Mickey, and I'm surprised no one else is really talking about this, is that Todd Bowles is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And his son is a sophomore linebacker at Georgia, a rising sophomore. And so if, if Kirby's smart, it's, hey, I, I brought your kid in here. He's a good player. We're probably going to play him, especially on special teams this year. What are you doing poaching my coaches? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Todd Bowles is telling him that the best thing to happen to me is that I went here enough that my kid gets a, a much better um, inheritance uh, down the road. So short-term versus long-term maybe for, for Bowles and some of that <laughs> stuff. So um, on the other side of it, Scott Cochran. Uh, that was a weird hire. That was a weird. It just the whole thing always felt weird, yelling and screaming, going from strength and conditioning to special teams, and then this his uh, walk away because of some personal issues, and now he just kind of walks off into the sunset, no longer with that. What can you tell me about Scott Cocker not being in, in Athens anymore? Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of details other than I can tell you that at some point during his tenure at Georgia. It did involve some substance abuse, some trips to rehab, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I have I don't know specifically why he left this time. I can, he was brought to Georgia because he's a really good recruiter, and so when he was able to talk to athletes and their parents, he was he was good with that. I, I had a joke. I think I heard a comedian say this one time that, and this was more when he was a strength coach because sometimes you see these strength coaches just go through personal things. It's kind of like a a good barbecue restaurant, like if it's really good, it's going to burn down every once in a while. And that's, that's, that's a bit the case with strength coaches too. And Scott Cochran is an elite strength coach. He is a really good assistant coach in football. Um, you know, he, everyone around Athens says nice things about him. I don't know him personally. I haven't been around him, but I, I think it probably came to one of those situations that for, for whatever terms that he returned to Georgia after some of the issues he had, Either those weren't fulfilled or something happened along the way that they just had to exit from there. But I can tell you, and you remember this too, when Kirby Smart pulled Cochran from Alabama, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a bit of, okay, Georgia is a draw that Alabama has been. Well, and, and the big thing there was, isn't it, if Georgia ever wore black, they're wearing black because they're going down Fiat! Anyway, one of the great clips. You brought the Must Champ yoga clip uh, picture back. I want the Scott Cochran uh, explaining that George is going to wear black because they're going to a blankety-blank funeral.
Uh, See, now you're going to have me drawing Scott Cochran in a barbecue restaurant in my driveway, and my neighbors are going to be thinking there's something strange going on. What in the world is wrong with you today? Uh, Speaking of what in the world is wrong, there was a time back in early January where, man, Georgia was um, four and two in the league. Yeah. And Georgia was 14 and five overall, and things were looking great. And there's been some close losses a, a four point loss to Florida, a, a three point loss at Arkansas, a six point loss to Florida the second time around. Uh, but a six game losing streak, like you talked about, has put a damper on this season. A, what has happened, and B, does that affect the long-term thoughts about Georgia basketball and its building process? It probably created an expectation for Mike White that he has to overcome because in six weeks' time, we were talking in Athens of, can Georgia sneak into being ranked here? And when you're in that territory, you're in the tournament. And then quickly, it turned into, all right, Georgia has to, to turn this around to at least be on the bubble and now it's, I'm not sure that Georgia's going to make the NIT at the rate that things are going. I mean, it's it's been a really terrible end to the season, and I think most of it comes down to Georgia is just not big enough and efficient enough and strong enough in the post to handle what some of these more experienced SEC teams have done. I know you have talked about it on your show a ton, but it's really a culture change in college basketball to where – you know, ACC is a good example if it's not as strong of a league as it's been historically. And you look at the SEC and you're saying, man, half the teams in the SEC are making this. That wasn't the case 10 years ago. I mean, sometimes you would struggle to find two or three teams that are tournament worthy in the SEC. And so some of the money has changed in that, and Georgia's lagged behind there. I think people still feel pretty good about Mike White. He has some recruits coming in that, that I think are going to be meaningful. But the thing in college basketball, you just don't you don't get as much of a leash as you once did because your roster is turning over every year anyway, yeah. and so it's really a year to year job. So to say this is a rebuilding and a culture change, I, I don't believe that in college basketball anymore. You get a year to do it, and then you get a chance to do it again the next year. And success one year really doesn't mean much for the next. I go back to Georgia basketball to the Hugh Drum days. All right, so I've known um, or kept up with Georgia through all of those. It's a tough job, obviously. I'll talk about that why uh, with you in a second. We've done that before, and I'll get you know, revisit that in a second. But between Durham, Tubby Smith, Ron Jerson, I never really thought that was going to work. But Herrick and Felton and Fox. And, I mean, Herrick uh, worked until yeah, Herrick know, did. It yeah, became apparent why. Yeah, yeah. But Fox, I mean, Tom Crean and now Mike White. Uh, is any of those guys you thought, man, this guy's going to be the guy, and this guy's going to get it done, and we're surprised that he didn't get it done and shows you just how difficult the job is? I think Tubby Smith was probably the last great hope at Georgia. Again, Herrick was great. It yeah. was just <laughs> there, there was improprieties happening at the time that were not sustainable, uh, is maybe the PR way to put it. But since then, I wouldn't say there's been too much hope for Georgia. And you're going back to, what, 2003? And they've had a couple little miracle runs. Mark Fox got him in the tournament a couple of times. But you never thought this team could make a run in the tournament. It was very much... They need a lot of luck to even be in, in, in a competitive game with a tournament team in the second half. And that really hadn't happened even, the what, two times in the last decade that Georgia has, has approached the tournament. And they've had a lot of struggles in SEC play. So to answer your, your question, no. Nope. Um, Mike White, I think, is a good culture fit for Georgia in a way that Tom Crean wasn't. Tom Crean was an abject disaster at Georgia. And so... For it to be more stable than it was, Mike White has done that. But there, there's a next step that has to be taken. 
And I think we'll have a long leash to do it, but what's a long leash in college basketball? What, two, three years? So Georgia women's basketball has been good at times. Um, the tennis program has been really good. Golf programs at times. Obviously football has been there. Um, you've seen, you're talking about softball now. And, and, and baseball, I'm still surprised they're not a little bit better than in, in baseball consistently through, through some of the years. They've had some great teams, but consistency is an issue. And I get all that. Tell me again, we talked about this about a year ago, I'm, I'm guessing, or maybe 18 months ago. What is so difficult about, about men's basketball in Athens? I mean, it's the classic football is such a big draw, but that's not an excuse anymore when you look at what Alabama's doing in basketball, yeah. what Auburn has done in basketball, right. these other schools that are, are good at both. So it's not only a money issue. I think it's a, a priority. when it turns, Where is basketball on the priority list of when people are thinking about sports in Athens? And I think you can probably look at Stegman Coliseum and say, this is probably not as nice as most arenas that people play in. I can tell you even the like uh, floor-level restroom that is near the locker rooms, there's still like the men's urinal trough down there. Like, it's, it's not good. Um, they've done some renovations on the outside, and, and the court experience can be fine. They painted the ceiling black this year to make it feel a little bit bigger. But it, it's all small things when – I mean, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next 10 years, you know, football tries to occupy that space and some other arena gets built somewhere else. I, I don't know that for sure. That's not actually, I thought they're building a new arena in downtown Athens for semi-pro hockey that's going to be there, and it's in, in conjunction with the Classic Center. I always thought the city of Athens and UGA should get together and build a downtown arena for basketball, volleyball, and then this hockey, and I just don't think there's enough coordination or communication to make that happen. But that, I thought that would have shown – some energy and effort toward basketball that you don't see at Georgia. Because you know, you, you go to to the arena and and man, the the gym dogs, where the the I mean, there's excitement there, and women's basketball's had yeah. their run at it, and so I mean, I don't know, I, I think the size of the place, you know, Athens is a much bigger place than than, than people have not been there realize. This is a a big place, and man, I don't know, it seems and like growing the, rapidly. Yeah, 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 and I don't know, it just seems like that would be, and on top of that. And I know the AAU game is different and the travel ball game is different, but, man, if you're just, you're just an hour and 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from some of the best college basketball players in the country. Well, and Mike White's done a better job with that. And right. so that hasn't been seen yet. I think you start to see that some next year. He's doing much better than Tom Crean there. Yeah. Uh, do you want the two retreads? Yes! Yes. Okay. Jeff Collins. By the way, I've been, I've been terrible at this. Where's Jeff Collins, Mickey? I know this. I should know this because his name was just recently brought up. Um, oh. Is Jeff Collins in, in Tuscaloosa now? He is not. No. He may have traveled there sometimes. Auburn he now? Is the, where, where is he? He's the defensive coordinator for the North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina! Yeah, he follows in, in Gene Chizik's shoes. Jeff Collins going to lift some weights up on the sidelines up in Chapel Hill now. Man, I'm terrible at this game. Now, this next one I think is a little difficult, and I can't even fully verify that I'm accurate in this, but from, I'll go on the last thing that I could discover on the Internet. Right. Former Georgia defensive coordinator Brian Van Gorder. So, so now his son is in the game, right? His son is one of Georgia's stud off-the-field analysts. He coaches quarterbacks. They call him Gummy here, Montgomery Van Yeah, Gorder. Yeah, Gummy, that's right. Yeah. All right, he he was at Notre Dame uh, for a while as a defensive coordinator, and then wasn't he like Louisville or somewhere? 
maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make sure. If his Wikipedia is a hoot. To <laughs> is it like Kevin Steele's Wikipedia? Like he's been everywhere. Yeah, he, he was at Louisville in 2018. He was at Bowling Green after that. Uh, no idea where he is now. Is he is he like an NFL uh, assistant to the assistant to the assistant? At last check, and this was an article posted March 2023, Brian Van Gorder was the defensive coordinator at Gulf Shores High School in Gulf Shores, Alabama. What? Which he replaced Paul Rhodes, who was previously no. the defensive coordinator at Gulf Shores. Both so those guys. Me that the retread of the retread, they like a little beach time in Gulf Shores. Hey, not only that, but, but Brian Van Gorder, he was like the defensive coordinator of the Falcons. He he was close. He was. If you're a if you're a coordinator in NFL, you're a heartbeat away from an NFL head coaching job. And now he's in in Gulf Shores, Mississippi. Uh, or uh, here is uh, Georgia. He was a Georgia defensive coordinator from '01 to '04. Did a yeah. good job in a Mark Rick. And and, and in that case, that he was and he was the head coach. I think he interviewed at South Carolina. Yeah, for the head coaching job. Uh, yeah. Went to be a linebacker coach with the Jaguars, head coach at Georgia Southern for a year. They hate him at Statesboro. He was the head coach at Georgia Southern. That's right. And it was a disaster. That's right. Linebacker coach for the Falcons, defensive coordinator for the Falcons for three years, Auburn defensive coordinator for a year, which that was a terrible year. Jets linebacker coach, Notre Dame, D.C., and then uh, Oklahoma State off the field, uh, Louisville defensive coordinator, and then Bowling Green, then Gulf Shores High School, then American Heritage in Miami, and then back to Gulf Shores. So now he's he's high school wise. Uh, it was a disaster at Georgia Southern. I do remember that Brian Van Gorder yeah. with the hair and the stash. He, he's got to play bigger. If he still has those two things, he's got something that that you and I just can't have. You got that feathered hair look from the seventies with the you know the split down the middle there, and then that big huge stash he had. It was, a great, it was a great recruiting yeah, tool. I think, I think he built it around a goatee at some point, too. Mm. And he made it kind of come around the chin. I'm growing my hair out longer right now, so we'll see if I can get to the Van Gorder look. I'd kill for hair, Brian Van Gorder's hair. That's not my goal, but I'm, I'm seeing if I can just – I haven't let it grow out in a while, so we'll see. Mm. Well, I'm retread. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do – I need to study for my retreads uh, segment and do some research for that. Hey, what's coming up? UJ.Rivals.com and, and uh, YouTube. What are all you guys doing over there? Yeah, we had a good chat with Jim Donnan yesterday just about the process of hiring an assistant coach, how many of those applicants are people you already know and are in your network, and how many people contact you out of the blue. I thought he gave a really good insight to just the agent game involved in this, even at the assistant level, and I think that's something that's changed here in the last 15 years. I know what Van Gorder's next step is. If he could keep the hair, you know, as men we lose hair, if he keeps the hair, then WWE, because he has WWE hair. I mean, I can see it. Kind of yeah. blowing in the wind there yeah. if they have the pyros and everything yep. else going. Yep. yep, get it done. Hey, always enjoy it, buddy. Can't wait for retread next week. Yep, we'll All talk right, to buddy. you next week. Dan Young, good stuff. Short break, much more. Uh, Andrew Oliphant right after this. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. 
If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. It's time to party with Buff City Soap. Book your next birthday party, corporate event, or girls' night out at Buff City Soap to make memories with your friends, coworkers, and family. To book your event, visit buffcitysoap.com and click book your party. It's that easy. Whether you choose custom mini bath bombs or soap, you'll be the party hero with this truly unforgettable soap-making experience. Shop Buff City Soap, Artwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson, and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Book your party to remember with Buff City Soap. Hey, sports fans, want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and in your community. Learn new skills in a clean, high-tech environment with exciting amenities and benefits, including a sign-on bonus, free lunch, free on-site medical care, attractive shift schedules, and an on-site child care center coming soon. View available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex. Com. No manufacturing experience required. Mark your calendar for February 26th from noon until 1.30. It's the annual State of Clemson with special guests including Clemson University President Jim Clements and Clemson City Mayor Robert Halfacre. Register at the Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce website at clemsonareachamber.org. Join area leaders and businesses for the annual State of Clemson, Monday, February 26th at the Madron Center at 12 noon. Advanced registration is required. clemsonareachamber.org. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate's home for sports talk. It entertains me. I enjoy listening on the way home. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are the Roar.
You know who's losing right now? My wallet, man. I go to the grocery store. I go to the gas station. I go out to eat. I go to places, and I just get crushed. Will Clinton, let me be clear about this. I get crushed right now. And so I'm starting to pay attention to prices more and more, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing to me? That's why I head to Wendy's more often. The best bargain in all of fast food is Wendy's. The Biggie Bundle Bags right now for breakfast, two for $3. That's a, a sausage biscuit. That's a, a, a an egg and cheese biscuit. You get that for two for $3. That's a coffee. And so take it easy on it. Your wallet's going to thank you later. You know, they got the Biggie um, meals for, 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 uh, for lunch and for dinner as well. Got some uh, great specials going on there. Go, go through your drive-thru today. Check them out. It's our friends at Wendy's. But obviously quality is is their recipe. I love that that slogan. Love what you're going to get there. But I just don't want to go to paying 10 and 20 bucks every time I had to go to a, to a drive-thru. So at Wendy's, man, I just feel so much better about it. And, and I love uh, the, the bargain opportunities they have there. I think you will as well, my friends over at Wendy's. To our guest lines once again, my friend Andrew Oliphant, Director of Instruction at Liberty Academy at Katichi. Good morning, Andy O. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning to you, Mickey. All right. Uh, I've got a bunch of things to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, Tiger Woods broke my heart again. And this time, i got to tell you, so here's, here's what I get. Um, I'm, I'm Friday afternoon. I got my wife and kids, and we're, we're uh, trying to get ready for dinner, and I look up on my phone and it says Tiger Woods in the back of an ambulance. Uh, and I'm like, oh no, the knee is gone. The ankle's gone. Uh, the back is out. Like he, this is it. The comeback now hits. I guess it, the good news is that if you had to pick the best case scenario for Tiger Woods withdrawing from a golf tournament and ending up in the back of an ambulance, I guess the flu might be the best case. Is that the one positive way of looking at this? Yeah, they've got a few players, didn't it? The, it with uh, Jordan Spieth and a few others not feeling their best at the tournament. There must have been something in that LA air that got them. Uh, and uh, it happens, you know. I mean, it, it, obviously they're shaking hands and they're in the same room. And, you know, we've all been through the last few years of knowing what COVID feels like and isolation, all the rest of it. But uh, I think it just looked like the, the menu might not have been quite up to the players' stomachs and some of them have eaten something that didn't agree with them and there we go but uh yeah we we you know we're grateful it's not the knee the back the the hand the tooth everything else that uh, the tiger's been through and he does create that excitement before the tournament you know we were excited to see what's he going to wear you know the oh, yeah. Sunday red you know, getting out there and can he hit golf balls how's he moving how's he walking and you know, it just adds a little bit to your stats that you've reeled off of going, well, this is what he's done over the last two, three years. And it's not great, but he's still a player that gives us that draw to tournaments and somebody that we'll want to see on our television screen or in person. And, uh, yeah, I just hope he can be around for a few more years, you know, give us that excitement and buzz at the Masters that uh, that we get when we're watching him tee off. You know, he is a, an unbelievable player, you know, unbelievable career. And who knows, you know, we can't bet against him, you know, even though his stats would say, yeah, he's almost uh, tapping out here. 
The other thing that the uh, major, I think, big picture thing that happened was we saw Jordan Spieth sign the wrong scorecard, probably because of his stomach issues, maybe going back and forth to the little Porta Johns around uh, Riviera last week, and and uh, we see it. But the among the discussions coming out of it is, do we need to change the idea that the player signs his or her scorecard and and is subject to be disqualified on the wrong scorecard on a on a PGA Tour event. I mean, I'm not talking about your local high school event. There's not cameras out there. There's not scorekeepers out that way. But the television knows what the guys are shooting, and and the uh, hopefully the, the all the volunteers have the right information in there. Do we need to take away the penalty idea that the player? We don't in basketball. They don't keep their own scores. In football, they don't keep their own scores. Is that something we need to revisit as far as professional golf, at least? Yeah, I mean, it's ultimately the player. It's not a team sport. Uh, it's individual, and the player is responsible. You've got a few other rules that run deep with caddies. You know, they become part of your breaking rules situation. If the caddy was marking the card, but the, ultimately the player's got to sign off on what they shot, and and he's not the first to do that. I mean, it's it's happened in major tournaments, you know, from players not switching cards, and you know that that happened many years ago, and you know that the sign for the wrong score, and if you sign for a score that's higher than what you've had, um, uh, sorry, lower, you 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 know you're going to be DQ. You know, if you if you make a, a four and a hole and you sign for a three, then yeah, I'm, I mean, it's ultimately the player. That's why we see them in the scoring huts. You know, the cameras are on, and you know, it's it. They do it every day. It's part of their routine. Um, and uh, you know, if Jordan's sick and he's made that oversight, then yeah, ultimately it's on him, nobody else. I mean, it, how how would the player feel if the if the you know the scorer had got it wrong. You know, somebody who's scoring that, and, right, right, you know, gone in there. You know, I mean, you're taking away one of those traditional rules of, you know, DQ is you signed for the wrong score, but that's you know, that, there's the door. I'm sorry, you know, yeah. you knew you knew what you signed up for. We talked a little bit about it last week. Roy McIlroy made a comment about <laughs> Scotty Scheffler and his putting, and the comment was, Scotty, get the mallet in your hands. You need player improvement. You need a better MOI. I, I, I think it's a stroke thing with him. It's a mental thing with him as well. Um, but but thoughts about Roy telling him he needs to get to a mallet because the blade's not working for Scotty Scheffler? Well, it's it's how the player looks at the putter. He's got a great coach. I mean, Phil Kenyon knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows he's got some structure in Scotty Scheffler there. And, you know, you know, I said at the time when they changed the grip on the putter, just before the Ryder Cup, I thought that was very bold because that changes the player's feel. And, you know, for me, watching him, you know, we talk about putters being uh, face balanced. Well, we, we hold that putter up level with the ground. We'll hold it, you know, so if the face sits level with the ground, we consider that face balanced. The issue is you never putt with that putter in that position. You know, it's down in an address position. So, how the face sits, I think it's a lot to do with the player's eye. There's, you know, players struggle with aim. We can go center shaft, but it, it doesn't always mean that, hey, this is going to produce the right putts for you. In the moment, you know, he stands on the putting green, holding putt after putt after putt, and then in the tournament, he's missing everything left. You know, so there's a little bit of a pull in there. There's a little bit of over-reading the putt. You know, he's not quite comfortable in where he's starting the ball online and watching him at Riviera there just after the round practicing 
you know, for me, I would just gone, hey, there's one ball, go pot. You know, he was standing, hitting pot after pot. And to me, that that's the one thing I would get him to stop doing. You know, standing on the putting green, rolling the same pot to the five-foot hole that he's just made, because he's just seen it. Yeah. You know, move, move on, to, to get get out there with one ball, move around the green, you know, hit hit five putts from different positions with one golf ball rather than the other way around. It's amazing that in this sport that the guy could be the number one player in the world and something that, that the average weekend golfer well, might think he's better than, probably not, but still was probably as good or better at, at a three- and four-footer than the number one player in the world. Like, I don't, I don't uh, shoot the way that Steph Curry shoots. I don't dunk the way. I can't, I can't uh, throw a football the way that Tom Brady threw it. But I, I think on a three- or four-footer, man, like me and Scotty, we can, you know what, bring your – Bring your wallet, man. Let's see what we can do with this. You know, it's, it's crazy. In, in you you can pull them with the best of them. Huh? Yes. Oh, I can pull them. Yes. So can I. Yes, yes. If, if the number one player in the world can do it, I, I can too. Hey, lost in all of that was Hideki Matsuyama shooting 62 in the final round to overcome a six-shot deficit to win at Riviera. And we're seeing more magic. And, and uh, what do you think this, this does for his spring and springboarding him? Because he's won majors and he's won at big-time courses in the past. A so 62 was a pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive, and you know he's a player that obviously now is in the highlight of the Masters coming up and everything else. I do, you know, you mentioned the spring part of the year. I do think that players play well at certain parts of the year. You know, the elite of the elite can focus on the the four events, the majors, and and try and get their game peaking towards those. Um, but you know, it's difficult to play 52 weeks of the year and hit it, you know, as great as they do and and score as well as they can. And, and uh, I just think that, you know, coming coming in the springtime, it might be Matsuyama's time of year where it's just like, okay, season's getting started. This is me. I've had a little bit of a break. And and here we go. And, you know, he's, he's, he's exciting to watch. He hits it a mile. And, you know, it's always fun to watch where he's got these one-handed finishes and you never yeah. know where it's going. And all of a sudden it's dropping a foot from the hole. And I think that's just his style. He doesn't do it to think, oh, I've mishit that, you know, it's just the way he finishes his golf swing. And, you know, he's had a little bit with the putter as well over the years. You know, he, he um, you know, from that five, six foot range, he's, he's not as strong as, you know, perhaps some of the other players in the, the Ricky Fowlers of the year. You'd think, well, from 15 feet, Ricky, you can, you can pretty much have that putt. You know, he's so good. Um, but, um, you know, shooting 62 around there, and it's uh, what we term as a, proper golf course you know it's not it's not a flat out birdie fest like we saw in hawaii and places but it's just it's flat out golfing your ball right there and you know i, I didn't see some of the other scores but um you know it's come from eight nine ten shots behind and win the tournament it's very impressive have you you've seen every swing in your coaching career have you had that uh pause that transition uh, have you had people try to emulate that? Is that natural for some folks? What would you tell folks that might try to emulate that? It's uh, it's not the the transition that that uh, that backswing is not the um, you know not something you've seen all very often. Yeah, I mean we use that you know actually call it Hideki drill. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's moved away from it over the years. He's right. less pause. You know, you know, it used to be a one two second pause at the top of the swing. Uh, we definitely use that as a Hideki drill. You know, look at your golf swing. You've got to know where the top of your swing is. You've got to know where perfect top of the backswing position for you is. And, you know, if it's happening, that transition's happening 
too quickly, then you never get a real feel for things. So it's a, it's a good drill for those out there that are going, well, what is the top of my back swing? Can I have a little pause and then change direction with your lower body and just allow the upper body to to swing through? It's easy, Mickey. You know, it's a, we just uh, push into the ground, let the club go, and, and we're all good. Oh, but yeah, it sounds easy. Drill we use oh, that sounds so easy. Yeah, yeah, you got this. It's simple. I've got <laughs> this. Um, if I don't have it, how to reach you? I know we've got some aim points, uh, some some aim point um, events coming up for you, and folks, you can help out in, in every aspect of their golf game. What's what's going on with Andy O? Yeah, staying busy. We're a little cooler this morning, but it looks like we might have a little bit of frost out there. So hopefully the sun will get up and clear that out. Um, but the greens are in awesome shape here. So you know it's that time of year where I'm looking towards getting people out here. You know, understanding aim point, understanding how to read greens. Uh, we've got some of the schools have been off this week, so they're keeping me busy coming in. And you know, it's nice to see them getting out on the golf course and getting ready for for their upcoming matches. So uh, staying busy, and the best way to get a hold of me is Andrew at Katichi dot com. Do it, folks. I've done it. It helps. Uh, he can help you for sure. Andrew at Katichi.com. Uh, let's visit next week. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Always look forward to it. Thanks again, Mickey. I do. Hey, and by the way, we're going to have lunch next Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll get that fixed up, so uh, we'll see you over there. We'll be celebrities in town. Uh, I love it. Andy O. Can't wait, buddy. Have a great day, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. All right. Short break. We'll come back. Uh, hey, I do want to tell you about Zero Res and ZeroResGreenville.com. Spill it backwards, our forts. It's the right way to clean. Some awesome specials going on right now. Uh, the one that is consistent that you always need to think about is getting your air, du air ducts clean, breathing easier, uh, getting your family breathing, uh, less uh, issues when it comes to um, your, your breathing. It's Air, air 50. Right now, Zero Res, they've got over 4,000 reviews on the Google reviews. 4.8 out of 5 star rating. That's hard to do. ZR Water works. It's no harsh chemicals. It's no harsh detergents. You only get the, the uh, water treatments and, and get that in. So none of those old, wet, soapy, outdated carpet cleaners. Do it the new way. Do it the science way. Do it with Zero Res. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plotter, $129. You get a free staircase clean for free with that. Zero res greenville.com. Spell it backers or forwards, right way to clean. 558 7300. Final segment of a Wednesday show right after this. This Wednesday, the Clemson Tigers are headed down I 85 to Atlanta to take on ACC foe, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. The second of two meetings between the two teams this year, and the Tigers look to come back from Atlanta with a win. Broadcast begins at 6 30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Most folks in your neighborhood are realizing a garage floor coating is a must-have item. Our coatings are easy to clean, extremely durable, and they transform the entire space. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. In the last 15 years, we've installed over a million square feet of residential coatings. Trust in our team of professionals when it comes to your garage floor. Go to irondrivegaragefloors.com to get a free quote and see our five-star Google reviews and gallery of finished jobs. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. Hurry into Bojangles for two scratch-made sizzling sausage biscuits for just $4 because this two-for-four deal won't last forever. It's bow time. 
I'm Lance Crick. After 20 plus years as a federal prosecutor with the U.S. Attorney's Office in South Carolina and several years as a state prosecutor, I joined Ryan Beasley Law last year to practice law with Ryan and Mary Hunter. Our team works in courtrooms across the state, including city and magistrate courts, as well as state and federal courts. We work with clients in all areas of state and federal criminal defense to include pre-arrest investigations, white-collar defense, as well as student conduct issues at colleges and universities. Our responsive and proactive approach in cases is at all times client-centric and resolution-focused. We look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Please give us a call at 864-679-7777 or find us online at ryanbeasleylaw.com. In every case, for every client, in courtrooms across the state, Ryan Beasley Law, ryanbeasleylaw.com. Your Pie Pizza Restaurant has not one but two locations to satisfy your pizza, pasta, and gelato cravings in Clemson. Your Pie Downtown is located less than a mile away from Death Valley, and Your Pie Dockside has the relaxing lake views you've been dreaming of. It's a quick and casual meal for fans on game day, or great for a night out with friends and family. Make a fully customized pizza, pasta, or salad, or choose a favorite from our preset menu, Pizza Brews Gelato. It's Your Pie. Get ready to discover incredible savings with Fort Hill Natural Gas. Say goodbye to seasonal worries and embrace year-round savings by adding gas appliances with cash rebates to your home. But that's not all. Call the office now and find out how you may qualify for residential volume user rate, adding even more value to your energy savings. Ready to start saving big? Visit FHNGA.com and explore the rebate page for more details. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The needs of modern businesses are always changing, but corporate cards haven't evolved in decades until now. Meet Ramp, the all-in-one finance platform that combines corporate cards with spend management software. Ramp is the only card designed to actually help your business spend less, not more. With Ramp, you can set custom controls to stop out-of-policy spend before it even happens. And Ramp software even does expense reports for you. No more manual entries, no more chasing receipts. And with best-in-class accounting integrations, you'll close your books in days, not weeks. Ramp gives you better insights and a real-time view of all company spend, so you can stay focused on the big picture and build a healthier business. Join over 15,000 businesses who have switched to Ramp and start saving an average of 5%. Modern finance runs on Ramp. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. That's R-A-M-P slash sports. Hey guys, did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semiglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. LowCountryMail.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
How can we get your undivided attention? If you just look over here for two seconds, I'll do anything. I'll watch a foreign film. I'll talk to a man with a ponytail. Get in at 654-ROAR and let us know what you want to talk about. We are the Roar. Joe Walsh's birth name was not Joe Walsh or Joseph Walsh? I did not know that. Um, can I guess? Yes. Uh, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> no, no. Joe Fiddler. He would have been better. What? Fiddler. Like, what? I don't know why he changed his name through that. That's the perfect name. I know. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he knows how to play a violin, but... Man, I did not it's a pretty know good that. name. Here's the problem with Joe Walsh now. I didn't know that he played in the band The, the Measles. The, I knew the James Gang. My mom and dad had a James Gang album growing up. Uh, I didn't, I've never heard of Barnstorm. He was with them before the Eagles. But the Eagles, Joe Walsh was only with the Eagles originally from 75 to 80, or with Eagles, 75 to 80, and then, and then rejoined the uh, Eagles in 93. He's been a, a bunch. He's been in a bunch of bands, tons of bands. Some say the greatest guitar player of all time. Maybe. Here's the problem with Joe Walsh, though. Joe Walsh is 76 years old right now, and so like when you have long hair, when you're a band member, when you're kind of a like a cool guy, you can pull it off in your 20s and 30s. Teenagers, you can pull it off in like 20s and 30s and 40s. You start getting up in your 50s and you're looking a little bit out of place. Like you run out to get people to hang out with um, that, that are like you and your age because they're, they're dying off from their, from their lifestyle. And so at 76 years old, you, a long-haired 76-year-old man looks a little bit different. Like you kind of go, what? what? Like a long-haired 40-year-old guy, yeah, you know, he's trying to hang on a little bit, right? But at 76, Joe Walsh... I mean, even like Paul McCartney's got it like above shoulder length now, you know. So seventy six is hard to pull off. To be that cool for that long, as you age, first you're you're declining in your coolness. Even though I guess it's all relative, because I, I play golf with a guy who's like early eighties who dresses is still like he's the coolest eighty year old guy I've ever been around in my life. But it just gets harder to pull off. With the hair and the lifestyle stuff, right? You see my point? I I understand what you're saying, but I think it suits him. I think sure it suits if, him. It's if, just hard to pull off. If you've got the hair at that age, I say go for it. Yeah, show it off. Yeah, luscious locks. Um, Joe Walsh. He did not change his name because he didn't like Fiddler. He actually took his stepfather's oh, last okay. name. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense. Stepfather was, was good? Yes. Good for him, man. That's great. Um, He's an interesting cat, at least. Very, very interesting guy. But 
you know, and, and he's like at the top of his game still in 76. How about like the mid-range guy? You know, like Peter Frampton right now. It's hard to pull off, you know? Yeah, and you, you, don't, you don't have that, um, that name association with Peter Frampton as much as you do for, for Joe Walsh. Even interesting. Even worse, like on, uh, what's the movie? This is 40, where he's the record producer for the guy that's not, oh, what's that guy's name? The band guy. Uh, Graham Parker. Like, Graham Parker is 73, and he wasn't Joe Walsh. Like, he was good, but not great. And so at 73, Graham Parker's still trying to pull it off. Like, you can't make a career change at 73 if you're Graham. Like, there is no – Joe Walsh still Eagles. He's still rock and rolling. He's still 76. He's still hitting the guitar. He's still great. Graham Parker, if you never were great, you, can't, you don't really ascend to that at 73. I, honestly, I had to look up the name. I mean, as soon Graham as I Parker? saw a picture. Yeah. <clears throat> Do yourself a favor. How old are you now? Uh, I think I'm 35. Oh, you got plenty of time. Watch the movie This Is 40. I've heard of it. Okay. That's a great movie. Especially for someone who's been 40. My friends at Zero Res, uh, not Zero, Engineer Sleep, I should say. Sorry. At Engineer Sleep, engineersleep.com, they've got a 100 is, a, is an important number for them, not 76, 100, because they have a 100 night sleep trial. Engineer Sleep has the, it's the best beds. I was shocked to know this, and they told me this a long time ago. I went back and visited their 95,000-square-foot um, facility, and I'm still told this about Engineer Sleep. That most of their mattresses are Engineer Sleep mattresses. They're making them for other companies and, and, and shipping them all, all over the world. Engineer Sleep's like a local company here. And so you know, no one makes these flippable mattresses anymore, so you get a hold quickly in it, and, and, and these designs that people are making, they're way too expensive. You want a better mattress? You want it at a better price? You want it here locally? Free local delivery in upstate South Carolina, engineersleep.com. Try the ES Duo, and, and in the end, you're going to save tons of money. You're going to love it. It's engineers sleep, engineersleep.com. We love our engineer sleep bed. It is absolutely fantastic. Love those folks for sure. You know, it has a hard time with it. Like, I always thought the kiss is strategy. Like, okay, we're, we're makeup. Nobody's ever seen us out of makeup, and then we take our makeup off of eventually you had to do wrestling kind of does this soap operas kind of do this so you kind of get the tube back and the <coughs> toothpaste back in the tube like how did kiss do all this stuff kiss is still underrated as a band they got a lot of great ones in there but then you got gene simmons and his career and, and gene simmons to have long hair at his age is like this is hard to pull off for us bad hair people the good news is is like we started off bad we can't descend so for someone like Gene Simmons, who had, I guess, good hair for a while, even though he did go pigtails there for a while, but like that's or, or like the one single up ponytail, the, the up, up curl there, <clears throat> he's descending, and it's tough. It's really tough on the old guys for that. Clemson, Georgia Tech tonight, 6.30 pregame show, 7 o'clock. Gamecocks have baseball today. <laughs> they host uh, Queens. Uh, Clemson baseball this weekend at home. Clemson softball today up in Charlotte, and then home opener for softball this weekend. So this weekend you come into town, you're going to think, all right, let's do some softball, let's do some baseball, and let's do some basketball. 
Clemson and Florida State and Little John Saturday night. So that's a good, a good sports weekend for sure. And for my Brad Hughes, I'm in good hands with Brad Hughes. I'm in good hands with, with Allstate. I can call him at 292-3001. I can email him at Hughes at allstate.com. I can get in touch with him at bradhughesinsurance.com. Better covers, better rates, or both. See if he can help you out. Milewise is helping people out who are, who are driving less, and then the homeowner's part of it is amazing and how they're saving people money there. Think about it, Brad Hughes and allstate.com. What happened last night in the, uh, in the Creighton-UConn game gives us all a little bit of hope. In case you didn't see it, we had a we had a different deal there. And it happened in, in baseball as well. The number one team in the country in college basketball and college baseball both got beat last night. So you don't have to be a big fan of Creighton to appreciate or UNC Greensboro to appreciate this. In Omaha, Nebraska last night, the team that, that the talk was that UConn's destroying everybody and will continue to destroy everybody and will always destroy everybody. So what's the even point in paying this out season out? Oh, yeah? Well, Creighton beat them by 19 last night. Creighton improved to 20-7 and seven overall. Creighton in, improved their – I need to see what their net went to. Let's check that out. Because Creighton now is like a, a, on the four line, and maybe Creighton's now on the three line. Maybe, like, I don't know, can, can play themselves into a two line maybe? Oh, Creighton, how about this? From the net ratings, went from 13 to 9. So Creighton now could play a two-line here if they finish the season outright. And that's a nice win for Creighton. McDermott's one of the best coaches in the country. But more than anything else, it gives everybody else hope. Like, UConn can get beat. And then it happened last night in college baseball as well that UNC Greensboro hosted Wake Forest. It happens all the time in baseball where midweek games and all that. But the number one team in the country, Wake Forest, went down last night in college baseball. And I need my Tim Beret stat out here. The last time that number one got beaten men's basketball and college baseball, because it's got to be rare, but happened uh, last night. Skip the music, buddy. Two-minute drill. Will Clinton on a Wednesday. A rare Will, Will Clinton sighting on a Wednesday. This happened on Monday, so bear with me. But for the first time ever, Alabama's head football coach has tweeted. Kalen DeBoer <laughs> reposted a congratulatory note from Alabama Football Student-Athletes of the Week. Simply saying, great work, gentlemen. But the end of the Nick Saban era, Boy, that's it's all one. around us. So Twitter was formed in 2006. Alabama, Nick Saban didn't come in 2008. The, right before him, you don't think the other guy tweeted before, probably? I remember this. It's a true story. This has been my two-minute drill. Brought to you by Eric Newton, Eric Newton, Eric Newton.com. For all real estate needs, ericnewton.com. Everything you want in Clemson area, full-service real estate. No, no matter what you need, he'll take care of it for you. Uh, ericnewton.com. Tiger-properties.com. <laughs> I can remember uh, the first I heard of, of Twitter, Roy Philpott went crazy about Twitter. said, man, you got to do this. And I started up, and, and he talked me into it, and I was like, why do I care what other people think about stuff? And it turns out I tweet, or I don't tweet every day, but I go to Twitter every day, or X now every single day. But So Nick Saban never tweeted anything. Not a single time? Dabo Sweeney, uh, the next guy that, tw that tweets from Dabo Sweeney's account or the next Clemson football coach, that'd be the very first Clemson football head football coach tweet we've ever had. Good stuff. Very interesting. <laughs> History made. Let me thank Dane Young, UJ.Rivals.com, Andrew Oliphant, Katichi, Andrew at Katichi.com, Will Clinton on a Wednesday. Great job for sure. Uh, good to see you in here. Have a great day for sure. Folks, I hope you have oh, – up next, Brad and uh, – two of my favorite people, Brad and John. Friends, I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Most importantly, tune in tomorrow. That's when we'll see you right here on the radio.